This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, January 15th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. California Ag Policy on National Stage. DHS pick gets ag endorsement. And co-ops lose tax fight. Ag's policy struggles in California influence national efforts. Members of the American Farm Bureau Federation gathered virtually yesterday to assess any changes in the organization's lengthy policy book. In the meeting, California was unsuccessful in an effort to suspend the organization's goal to exempt farm workers from current wage and hour laws. This is a white-hot issue, argued California Farm Bureau President Jamie Johansson, facing the dynamics that we have in Washington, D.C. Coming up right now, this does not get us a place at the table, but it may even exclude us from the table. Arizona Farm Bureau President Stephanie Smallhouse countered that not standing strong would be a slippery slope, opening the door for more labor regulations. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Court rejects Water Board's rule to resist Trump. The Sacramento County Superior Court has rejected an attempt by the State Water Board to expand its authority to waters no longer covered under the Clean Water Act. The board developed a new wetlands definition and discharge procedures in 2019 to counter federal rule changes that narrowed the definition of waters of the United States. The San Joaquin Tributaries Authority took the issue to court, which has ruled the board must stick to the federal definition. The court also said the state board did not have the authority to apply a water quality control plan in such a way although regional water boards may with state approval. Ag groups unite behind DHS pick. Groups representing farmers who rely heavily on immigrant labor are appealing to the Senate to quickly confirm President-elect Biden's pick for Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. In a letter to senators, the groups note that from 2009 to 2013, Mayorkas ran the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, the DHS agency that processes H-2A visa applications. He, quote, has the requisite background, agency mission, and issue knowledge to provide serious and stable leadership at the helm of DHS, the letter says. By the way, The American Farm Bureau Federation adopted some policy changes on the H-2A program as well as livestock marketing issues at their annual convention. California and New York delegates tried but failed to end AFBF support for exempting farm workers from minimum wage laws. You can read our report at agripulse.com. Valadeo Henson get House approved seats. California GOP Representative David Valadeo is back on the House Appropriations Committee, and he'll be joined by first-term Iowa Representative Ashley Henson. Valadeo was on the committee before he lost his 2018 re-election race. Henson defeated Democrat Abby Finkenauer in November. Jeff Fortenberry, the Nebraska Republican, to return as the ranking member on the Ag Appropriations Subcommittee. Don't forget the butter, USDA told. California's milk cooperative wants USDA to require that butter gets included in the next round of food box deliveries. Butter has been eligible in past rounds, but it's been left out because of its cost. That according to a report by California Dairies, Inc. 
We reported this week on how economists say heavy cheese demand for the program has skewed dairy markets to the detriment of producers in some regions. What the Food Box program has done to date is divide the U.S. dairy farming community into two sectors. One sector that has experienced higher milk prices than ever before in their career. And the second, another sector that has continued to face monthly on-farm losses, the analysts say. The report says a depressed butter market due to oversupply impacts virtually all dairy farmers. IRS won't budge on co-op tax deduction. As expected, the Internal Revenue Service has refused to change its restrictions on the Section 199A tax deduction provided in the 2017 tax overhaul. The final regulations for the deduction limit, the deduction to patronage income, non-member income, won't qualify. Treasury is siding with large multinational grain companies and their friends on Wall Street at the expense of hardworking farmers and the rural communities where they live, said Chuck Connor, president and CEO of the National Council of Farmer Cooperatives. He said the group would, quote, pursue every avenue available to overturn this example of bureaucratic overreach. Nationally, about 20% of co-op business is non-patronage. According to NCFC, limiting the deduction only to member income will fall especially hard on members of co-ops that rely more heavily on buying commodities from non-members to ensure stability in operations. Enviros to go to court to get gray wolf back on endangered species list. A new lawsuit challenges the Fish and Wildlife Service delisting of the gray wolf throughout the lower 48 states, alleging uh, FWS violated the Endangered Species Act by not looking at the status of wolves throughout its range. The lawsuit says the species was taken off the endangered species list, even though it was not recovered in California, Oregon, Washington, Colorado, Nevada, Utah, and Arizona. The case was filed in federal court in San Francisco by eight Western environmental groups, including Wild Earth Guardians and the Western Watersheds Project. Here's today's He Said It. Today, more than ever, we have a huge win-win opportunity in front of us. Cities and states around the country can work with the federal government to keep restaurants working and communities fed. That Jose Andres, chef and founder of World Central Kitchen, on the Feed Act provision included in President-elect Joe Biden's stimulus plan. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, January 15th. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.